Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 67 on page 418 and Psalm 96 on page 459. God be merciful unto us and bless us, and show us the light of his countenance and be merciful unto us. That thy way may be known upon the earth thy saving health among the nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Yea, let all the peoples praise thee. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for thou shalt judge the folk righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Yea, let all the peoples praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the world shall fear him. Psalm 96 O sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the whole earth. Sing unto the Lord and praise his name, be telling of his salvation from day to day. Declare his honor unto the heathen, and his wonders unto all peoples. For the Lord is great and cannot worthily be praised. He is more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the heathen, they are but idle. But it is the Lord that made the heavens. Glory and worship are before him. Power and honor are in his sanctuary. Ascribe unto the Lord, all ye kindreds of his peoples. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and power. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Bring presents and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Tell it out among the heathen that the Lord is king, and that it is he who hath made the round world so fast that it cannot be moved, and how that he shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea make a noise, and all that is therein. 
Let the fields be joyful and all that is in it. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the 51st chapter of Ecclesiasticus. While I was still young, before I went on my travels, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. Before the temple I asked for her, and I will search for her until the end. From the first blossom to the ripening grape, my heart delighted in her. My foot walked on the straight path. From my youth I followed her steps. I inclined my ear a little and received her, and I found for myself much instruction. I made progress in her. To him who gives wisdom, I will give glory. For I resolved to live according to wisdom, and I was zealous for the good, and I shall never be disappointed. My soul grappled with wisdom, and in my conduct I was strict. I spread out my hands to the heavens and lamented my ignorance of her. I directed my soul to her, and in purity I found her. With her I gained understanding from the first, therefore I will never be forsaken. My heart, my heart was stirred to seek her. Therefore I have gained a prized possession. The Lord gave me my tongue as a reward, and I will praise him with it. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The 25th verse of the 12th chapter of Acts. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry, and they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit sa said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who hast instructed thy holy church with the heavenly doctrine of thy evangelist St. Mark, give us grace that, being not like children carried away with every blast of vain doctrine, we may be established in the truth of thy holy gospel, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy service that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be said to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. We are on the eve of the Feast of St. Mark the Evangelist. And <clears throat> so to offer up a little background here, it, it has been the tradition of the, the, the church since its earliest days to read the, the mentions in the Gospels and the Epistles. There's mentions of a Mark and a John Mark. And to see that these, this is the same individual. He is a, a cousin of Barnabas. And it's interesting that, you know, there's apparently some conflict with him and Paul. And this was actually beneficial to the church is in that they were able to, instead of going together, they spread out and were able to, to preach the gospel more places. And at some point, Mark traveled to Rome with Peter. And so we see in his gospel, what has often been called Mark as the interpreter of Peter. He sets out and records what Peter remembers. Peter was an eyewitness to all of the events, and Mark is his chronicler. He sets all these things out. And it's remarkable how closely the structure of Mark's gospel follows the the account, the very brief account we have in 
Acts, I believe it's chapter 10, where Peter, you know, gives a, a, a summary of the gospel. And these fit very nicely together. So we see in Mark the record of what Peter actually remembers as an eyewitness. And at some point he leaves there and is considered the founder of the church in Antioch, which is in, in northern Africa. So Mark is the one who brings the gospel to Africa. And he is considered by the Coptic Christians as the founder of their church. And they, they believe that their liturgy is actually was handed down to them by Mark. And so he becomes the, the, the first bishop of, of Antioch, which is interesting in light of tonight where we read Ecclesiasticus, where the author, author uh, Joshua Ben Sirach, wrote Ecclesiasticus while he was in Alexandria, you know, some 200 years before this. And the Coptic Christians still hold certain traditions today about Mark. They believe that it is Mark's house where the, the apostles, the 12 apostles, went to after Jesus' death. That it was his house that they were in. That it's his house where Pentecost happens, where the, the Holy Spirit des descends on the church for the first time at Pentecost. And they also believe that Mark was one of the the servants at the wedding at Cana, and that's how he became a disciple of Jesus. He actually becomes one of the 70 and follows him around that way. So this is their tradition about Mark. And but the the important thing to remember or for us to look at here is we don't have a lot of, to, to go on about Mark. This is important because, you know, oftentimes we look at saints and, and look at what they've done and what they did. And Mark is an instructive thing because the importance of what Mark did is not about Mark himself. It's about what he gives us. He gives us this, this the gospel. He gives us Jesus. His work allows us to sit with the word of God, to encounter Jesus in a new way through his gospel. And this is what, ultimately, what all of us should be our goal, is to, whatever mark we leave on this world, is not about us, it's about leaving Jesus for other people, leading them to Jesus, leading them in relationship with Jesus. And this means certain things that we see, that we can tease out from what we know about the, these, this disagreements he had with Paul. As we focus more and more on Jesus, we cannot help but become more and more our true selves. And that just means all humans are different, and we're going to come in conflict with the other people. We're not going to be liked by everybody. When, and that's always the, the, the fear of humans is, I'm not going to be liked. Somebody's not going to like me. So what do you do is you hide your true self. 
instead of being confident in who you are in Christ and being okay with somebody not liking you. It's okay to not be liked. It's okay to not like someone else. Liking and loving somebody are very different things. We often confuse the two. Loving somebody means willing to be, to serve them and to give them of yourselves. Liking somebody means you want to do things together and hang out. It's, and it's a great tragedy in the modern church where we think that we have to be liked by everyone. We have to, everyone has to like one another. And that somehow if everyone doesn't like one another, there's something wrong, which is exactly the opposite. If everyone likes each other or pretends to like each other, which is more often the case, either you're not reaching out past your own narrow group or you're hiding your true self. These minor conflicts that come out because we don't always have to like one another is actually a sign of a healthy church. It's one that's growing. It's one that's where everyone is being themselves, where there is momentary conflict, but all conflict can be worked out in Christ, in our, if we always keep in mind our ultimate purpose, which is Jesus himself, which is our relationship with God. And keeping that focused means not everyone has to like everything you do. We don't have to be liked by everyone, and everyone doesn't have to like us. We don't have to put on false fronts. That doesn't give us an excuse to be rude or obnoxious, you know, as... Father David used to say, you know, Anglicans have an 11th commandment, thou shalt not be in bad taste. That does not give you an excuse to be a jerk, but it does mean you are free to be yourself and you are free to be unlikable to certain people and to find other people unlikable. That does not preclude you from loving them and them loving you. We are different people, and that's a good thing. That is a sign of health in the body of Christ. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We will continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Hope you have a great Monday night and great start to your week. Thanks, Father John. Thank you. Great words tonight. Thank you.